it didn't hurt as much as I thought it would hurt, but yes, it definitely hurt. <laughs> it hurt exactly as much as I thought it was going <laughs> to really? hurt. Hello, and welcome to episode 136 of the Erasable Podcast. We're back from Baltimore, from getting tattoos, from podcasting in person for the very first time, and sharing local beer with folks at Right Notepads. I'm Tim Wassum, and I'm here with my absolute favorite pencil-related people, Johnny Gamber and Andy Welfley. Hey, guys. How's it going? Hey. Good. Hey, good Tim. considering. Yeah. My, my, my uh, affection for you guys goes beyond pencils. Just want to make that clear. I was going to um, say, man, that's an yeah. unnecessary qualifier. Like, wow. you, uh, if you <laughs> wow, did Tim. pencils, you would still be my favorite people in many, many other categories. Yay. So, I apologize for... You are my for, favorite... For, Pigeonholing you guys? Yeah. You guys are my favorite weekend sausage party mates. That's, that'll, that'll be forever. I think mm-hmm. that's, a, that's a forever distinction. That uh, sounds non-vegetarian. <laughs> beyond sausage party. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Morning star. Beyond sausage party. Uh, yeah, right. it's well, weird to hear you guys and not see you guys after yeah. that weekend. Yeah. Yeah, it really spoiled, spoiled me. Like, that was... Uh, how many hours were we within like 10 feet of each other? Seems like, I mean, the whole time. It seems <laughs> like forever ago though. Yeah. Oh, I miss you guys. Wild. So, all right. Well, as COVID-19 spreads through the U S and we're all learning the meaning of social distancing and, and all of these different parameters that are being uh, placed around us, we realize that podcasting is perfect. You know, we can hang out, we can chat, we can bring you all the glorious pencil content from across this, uh, vast internet we've got here so we're glad to be here and we feel so lucky to be safe and we hope that you are too we got a ton to talk about tonight we're going to recap our uh, amazing time in baltimore and there are new releases from all kinds of uh, companies we got write notepads field notes blackwing and so we're going to start the way we always do with tools of the trade and we're going to start with mr johnny gamber phd hey um so before you guys came here, I was cleaning a lot. So now I'm on reading mode again, which is awesome. But like, if you go in my bathroom, you can tell. Um, <laughs> so I, right after you guys left, I had my um, biannual dental checkup. And those are never fun. Even when, you know, they just send you home. Hey, you know, you're flossing wrong. Do this better, blah, blah. So I read a really cool book called Needing to Know for Sure, a CBT, that's Cognitive Behavior Therapy, based guide to overcoming compulsive checking and reassurance seeking where they'd never mention obsessive compulsive disorder, but you know, because lots of people have that problem. But uh, I've talked before about a book called um, overcoming and unwanted intrusive thoughts, I think, which is like so clearly written. You have to read it twice. So this is sort of one of those books. It's by the same authors. Um, If you have problems with checking stuff, especially lately where you know you hear different different sources of information on how dangerous uh COVID-19 is and what you should do and you know whether you should eat hand sanitizer or whatever this is this can help you (laughs) the answer is no yeah keep your head on you um and unrelated to that when Andy and Tim were in town, or before Tim was in town, Andy and I went to one of my favorite bookstores, Normal's Books, and Such Andy recognized. Yeah, it's got a. Did you go in the bathroom? No, I did not go in the bathroom. It's, it's <laughs> like a broom closet. That's a bathroom. It's so awesome. 
Does it have creepy clowns on the walls in the bathroom like it does everywhere else? Uh, it has a lot of other creepy things. <laughs> I won't spoil it in case you're here again. <laughs> but um, Andy recommended uh, Oracle Night by Paul uh, Oster. Is that how you pronounce his name? Yeah. Yep. Which features lots of stationary porn and a stationary shop. And I just finished it yesterday. It was really, really good. Um, I liked how time travel kept coming up a lot. Yeah. And, you know, questions concerning what's real and what's not. Because philosophy... I can't remember if we talked about it here, if it was somewhere else, but like, you know, in the book, they keep referring to this blue Portuguese notebook um, that also comes in like brown and red and stuff. But um, he he kind of goes into detail about picking out this notebook. And I know that there are some some stationary bloggers elsewhere who have read that and then tried to sort of like dissect what kind of notebook that could be if it's if it's real, if there's really a blue Portuguese notebook that kind of fit these parameters or if they made it up for the book and yeah, um, I'll try to find a link to that and put it in show notes. Yeah, and it the when did the book come out? O two or O three? Yeah, so it was before Moleskins oh, were really a thing. Yeah, I wonder how we would have written it if it came out five years later. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Um, oh, I guess I said I said oh wait, but that was for the paperback. So sorry. Mm-hmm. And it was what was it set eighty two? Something like that. Yeah, yeah. When I was wee small, and you guys weren't mm. born. Um, so for my third consumption, I watched all of the first season of Hunters on Amazon Prime. Did you guys catch that yet? No. Man, so you ever watch something where there are previews that make it look kind of campy and funny, but when you watch the first episode and you're like, damn, that's heavy. Yeah. Yeah, like the preview really put me off with that one. Uh, It had a few like funny scenes in it. Yeah. But, uh, it wasn't funny. It was it was very good. I really enjoyed it. It's ten episodes, and apparently they're talking about a season two, but it could stand on its own. Wow! No spoilers. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, that's all. That's what I'm consuming, and I am writing with our pencil of the month, the Mitsubishi nine eight five two EW and HP. Mm-hmm. And actually, uh, I don't know which notebook I was writing on, but I have all three of the new notebook releases in front of me. Hmm. And we'll talk about those later. Yeah. Um, well, what am I, what am I consuming? Um, well, San Francisco officially as of midnight tonight is in, uh, a shelter in place policy, which is like not exactly a lockdown, but not exactly not a lockdown. So Andy is consuming his apartment. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so Katie and I are going to be watching a lot of TV, I assume. Um, I, we were kind of like on to season six, I think of Letterkenny and, um, kind of watching some HGTV just to sort of like, you know, feel better about everything around us. Um, reading a really great book called The Future of Another Timeline um, by Annalie Newitz, who is a um, San Francisco-based uh, sci-fi writer. And in in short, it's about an alternate timeline where there are time machines that people, like licensed people can use to uh, to travel back through time and there's a group of um feminist time travelers who are trying to undo the edits made by this group of like men's rights activists who are going through history and trying to like erase women's rights and it's it's very uh it's very sort of like a linear and like you know things like things in the timeline get edited so all of a sudden there's this whole different like future that they come back to and it's it's really good it's not like you know the time traveler's wife where it's basically this 
like a contiguous story just kind of like you know fragmented it has like all these interesting different like fragmentations so it's a really good book i'm wearing me out with these book recommendations i just added both of those last two books you guys talked about on scribd yeah um they're both available so i'm super excited about those for quarantine days you're gonna have plenty of time to read those (laughs) yeah 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 Actually, I found out Annalie Newitz lives in my neighborhood. Um, wow. They and uh, Charlie Jane Anders, who is their wife, um, who's another sci-fi writer in the Bay Area. Um, like, you know, I, I, I don't exactly know where they live because I'm not going to be like, you know, that that fan <laughs> trying to figure out where they live. But I, <laughs> I know that there are. Because you definitely haven't been like digging through their trash and stuff. Exactly. Like yeah. So I don't right. want okay. to. They've written a lot of books. Yeah. Yeah. Between the two of them. Um, Jeez. Yeah. And so um, I am writing with um, my brand new Blackwing 840, which we'll talk about, um, in a um, Lutz term um, red dot, the blue the blue one with red accents that Johnny, I, I believe, is also using um, yep. for reasons <laughs> I think we'll talk about later. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How about you, Tim? I've been listening to a lot of music the uh, last couple of weeks, and I've been uh, sort of discovering some new stuff, but also fully appreciating some old stuff that I've been meaning to get into for a long time. And so for the new stuff, uh, I was listening to one of my favorite podcasts, The Working Songwriter, which is done by Joe Pug, which I probably have talked about at some point. But uh, And I've gotten to the point with, with this podcast that I've listened through all of the people that I recognize, like all the songwriters who I recognize, uh, and he he basically does an hour long, just big deep dive into their process and their history of songwriting and all this, and it's really fascinating. Mm-hmm. And but I was just really wanting to listen to more because I kind of ran out of people that I recognize, and so I just on a whim picked one from an author or <clears throat> from a songwriter named Aaron Ray, which was a pretty recent episode, and I had never heard of her, and was really. Uh, smitten with her and her her interview, and she's super smart and really like. And her songs are really beautiful, and uh, she's just a really charming person. And uh, I was just had to check out her album, and so she she only has one uh, one album out right now, mm. which is called Putting On Airs, and it is uh, just an incredibly beautiful album. So it's I don't really know how to classify it as far as genre. Um, it's probably in the Americana world somewhere, but she has a voice that's almost, uh, almost a, like it's like Americana music, but with a voice that can almost be sort of Broadway, uh, without the pizzazz, you know? Huh. Yeah. Uh, without the flashiness, but just, just kind lots, of lots of clarity. Yeah. And, the, and just in the melodies that kind of go up and they float around and they go here and there and, uh, really beautiful stuff. So Aaron yeah. Ray. And so some of the songs are, you know, pretty pretty simple so i don't mean to sort of overblow that that aspect of it but uh i think i added a song to the the playlist for patreon supporters i think yeah uh, it's called bad mind <laughs> yeah i think i added a, either putting on airs or bad mind i added to that playlist for for patreon hey tim would so, you tell us more about what you mean by the playlist for patreon subscribers oh i would love to yes i would love to um so <laughs> those of you who are patreon supporters uh, one of the things you're treated to is a newsletter that is sort of spearheaded by Mr. Johnny Gamber and also a playlist on Spotify, uh, a privately available playlist that is curated by us of songs that we're enjoying and things that we want to share with you, which is a thing that we um, 
I don't know. I've, I've, I've been sort of out of the loop on that for the first few, and I'm really looking forward to being more involved with the next ones. And Johnny's been doing a really awesome job and picking some cool music. Um, so yeah, it's a, a really cool bonus of being a Patreon supporter of the podcast. So yeah, so Aaron Ray, she's extremely talented uh, songwriter. You should check her out. And the other one who's kind of in a similar vein, but m- you know, much more old school is Towns Van Zandt, who's one of those uh, one of those artists that I've always meant to get more into than I have been. I've known about him, and I've known about the people that he's influenced, and I've heard people say that he's basically, you know, on par with people like, I mean, maybe not in amount of stuff that he's recorded, but like Bob Dylan. Uh, he's a really, really amazing songwriter and has a absolutely crazy story just as far as his life and the kind of person he was. So I've been listening to a lot of Towns Van Zandt, especially uh, an album called Our Mother of the Mountain, which is just gorgeous and really cool. And there's this awesome story of uh, after he had recorded that album in California and he was trying to get back to Texas, that this one, <laughs> this like musician picked him up on the side of the road because he saw this guy carrying, he was like in the desert in Arizona. He was like walking and carrying a, a guitar and a backpack and he gave him a lift and the guy, he's like, the guy just pulled out a record from his backpack and handed it to me. And it was our mother of the mountain. He had just recorded it. It was like traveling home with 25 copies of it or something like that. And had like no clothes in his bag. Um, so really interesting wow. character and a just unbelievable songwriter. His story yeah. is pretty heartbreaking. And actually, if you're, if you're interested in this at all on, um, YouTube and the whole thing's on YouTube right now. It used to be on Netflix, but you can you can watch on YouTube. There's a documentary called "Be Here to Love Me," uh, which uh, sorry, I kind of slurred that, but "Be Here to Love Me" is the name of the documentary, and it is a great documentary in telling his story and uh, his role in the in the music business. And his, probably his most famous song that people would have heard of is "Poncho and Lefty." Mm-hmm. You ever heard that song that was recorded yeah. by uh, Willie Nelson and uh, was it Merle Haggard or? Who was yeah, it? the the some of the highwaymen. Yeah, it's two of them. Yeah, yeah, but um, so that was a, a song originally written by by Townsend's aunt. Hmm. So uh, yeah, Merle Haggard and Willie Nelson. So awesome songwriter, like just mind blowing. So um, there's a song he wrote that will just haunt you for the rest of your life. It's just so uh, amazingly beautiful, and it's on that album. Uh, our our mother of the mountain. Uh, the song is called, uh, I'm actually looking up. I get it. Want to get it right. Yeah. Why she's acting this way. So Google that, put it on YouTube. Listen to why she's acting this way by towns. Van Zandt. Um, I have been reading, uh, and I actually mostly listening to a book that has just really been a blast. I've really been enjoying it, which is the rise of Theodore Roosevelt by Edmund Morris. It's the first of the three biographies that he wrote, and the first one won the National Book Award and the Pulitzer Prize when it came out. Um, and so I've been listening to that that biography because I've always been fascinated by Teddy Roosevelt. Like a lot of people, he's like a cartoon character of a human being. It seems like he was created <laughs> in a lab or something. So, um, yeah, not much to say about it besides it's just really a good read, and it's also pretty inspiring as far as reading about a politician that um, has their head on straight and is doing their best to make positive change. And he wasn't a perfect person by any means, but his, uh, the, I'm the point I'm just reading it up to the point where he's, 
in the um, New York State, uh, what do you call it, Senate, or, or the actually the House, this, the House in New York, which was like the most powerful state at the time. So really good book. I'm looking forward yeah. to the rest of the series. One of my favorite philosophers called him um, an imperialist pig. <laughs> so sure. I didn't yeah. know a lot about him when I was reading William James. And I was like, Teddy Roosevelt sounds like a jerk. Yeah. And later on, you're like, no, to a certain extent, but yeah, but also like totally badass. And he inspired Hemingway, who inspires lots of us. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he has a he has a especially from a 2020 perspective, he has a pretty spotty record on some stuff. But um, in the time period where he was coming up, I mean, he did some pretty amazing things. Um, so yeah, I definitely recommend it. It's very long though. It's very long. And he has the same <laughs> birthday as Lila, uh, which was cool. Oh, that's awesome. dog's named after him. Should have so, named her Theodora. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah, that was why I named well, we named our dog Theo, not really because I was like that obsessed with him, but I just looked over at the bookshelf and saw this book and it's like, oh yeah, Theo. That'd be good. Yeah. <laughs> that'd be really good. Before we know Rose's gender, uh Theodore was one of the names in contention for uh a a boy child. Yeah, it's a good name. Teddy Gamber. Teddy. Oh, Teddy Gamber. Oh yeah. <laughs> Teddy G. Rosie is one. Seeing Rosie in person, it's like she haunts my dream. She's like the cutest kid on the planet. <laughs> Those eyes, oh my gosh, um, rotten child. Yeah, <laughs> terrible. So, and I, um, I am writing with a Blackwing Volume One, much chagrined by me, Blackwing Volume One. And the reason that I'm writing with it is because it was dedicated to Guy Clark, and Guy Clark was the best friend of Towns Van Zandt. So bring things full circle. So I'm actually writing with one that I had taken the the, uh, uh, ferrule off and sharpened it on the other side, which I kind of like that for this pencil. It's kind of a cool look for it. And uh, I'm using a Field Notes Grand Teton uh, that I bought at the Baltimore Pen Show. Nice. All right. Well, now that uh, before we move on talking about our pencil of the month and talking about some of the new spring releases, I thought we all thought it would be a good idea to just recap some of the shenanigans of Baltimore and talk about what that that meetup was like. So uh, we've got a few kind of topics we could go through. Um, Yeah. uh, Johnny, you want to start us out? Yeah. um, So the first thing that we ever did together um, was to go get tattoos. Like literally 10 a.m. the next day. Yeah, we got, Tim got in. Yeah, we got yeah, up. We, we did stay up until like two in the morning the night before. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, but, but, I mean, our, maybe our first outing. Yeah, we, um, first we, outing. we stopped by Dunkin' Donuts and went down to uh, Reed Street Tattoo Parlor, where um, Hunter Spanks, my favorite tattooist, opened early for us. So that was really awesome. Yeah. And uh, how are you guys? How are your tattoos feeling? I was thinking of us standing at Dunkin' Donuts and Andy and I kind of nervously bouncing from foot to foot, like ready to <laughs> yeah, go. Yeah. He's like, oh my God. And Johnny's just like, oh, whatever. Yeah, this, this is so normal. Do yeah, you, I feel fine. Yeah. You guys were really nervous. Do you, want me to, do you want me to slide in with some um, background about these tattoos? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so if you see the cover art of the last episode, um, or if you check out our Instagram, you can see what it looks like. But essentially, this was a um, design that a designer that I worked with um, for a little while at Facebook made. And it accompanied the quote that was often misattributed to Marshall McLuhan, which reads, uh, we shape our tools and in turn, they shape us, um, which is something I think is very apropos to this podcast and about many, many other things in my life. So 
Um, uh, when we were all trying to figure out tattoos, if you're a Patreon subscriber, you got a bonus episode of us talking about this. Um, <laughs> we we talked about this particular design and just like what what we would do to modify a little bit and like who might want to get what. Um, and essentially, it's a it's a pencil in a triangle with like um, kind of like an Escher esque um, like impossible shape. Kind yeah, of. impossible shape, and it's drawing itself. Um, and I got the kind of the original design, which has a bright yellow body and then a pink eraser. Um, Tim got the same thing, uh, but a little bigger because your armor is broader than mine. Um, Call me fat. No, no. <laughs> you just got broad arms. <laughs> like, you're like Popeye. Oh, man. <laughs> <I'm> just kidding. <laughs> um, <laughs> and uh, he got his um, not filled in, so it's it's just a really like clean line drawing. Um, yeah, some draplin thick lines. Yeah, hashtag thick lines. Um, and then Johnny Johnny got the same thing, um, but in a kind of a teal and purplish color and smaller on, a, on the top of his arm instead of on the like bottom of his arm um, to kind of match some of his other tattoos. So, yeah, it was, um, it's, it's, a, it's something that I've, I've got on a poster. I think Johnny and Tim both have that poster too. Yeah, mine's hanging uh, in my bedroom. I'm looking yeah, at it. <laughs> I have some stickers. I have some temporary tattoos that we handed out at the party, all of the same, um, all of the same design. So it's something I've been like really feeling for a while. And I was just like, just even more special that like you guys were willing to also get that. So, yeah. Yeah, as soon as really suggested that, it felt like the obvious choice. So yeah. I mean, we we kind of waffled around on different things for a while, but I mean, I I think it was an, an awesome idea. So, and um, Hunter really nailed the colors on yours, Andy. Oh, he sure did. It's um. So I've been <laughs> I've been reading this, Johnny. This is I was telling Tim before before you hopped on that I've been getting these weird like kind of like hives and a little mild rash near the tattoo. Yeah, and I. I'm, I've learned that um, apparently many people are allergic to, like, just slightly allergic to the red ink that they use in tattoos, uh, huh. something in the pigment. And sure enough, I have a little bit of red in that eraser. And I wonder I wonder if that's it or if it's just, you know, my skin is just oh. really freaking ang- angry with me because <laughs> I stabbed it repeatedly um, with needles. <laughs> I have that, and I didn't get any red, but um, my arm doesn't like being shaved. Uh, that's often part of it for me. Yeah. But um, how are, how's your healing process going, you guys? Processes. Mine's, yeah, mine's mine. pretty good. Yeah, go on, Tim. Go. Mine's <laughs> about done. Mine's yeah, yeah mine's because uh, I mean I didn't have the with not having the color fill like you guys got. Mine's moving a lot faster. So basically everything is healed and good to go except for the uh, the. the like the, sort of the graphite part of the pencil, like the tip of the pencil, it still has a little bit of a scab, but it doesn't hurt at all, and it's it's looks looks great, and I've really been enjoying it, and so yeah, mine's mine's I'd say by the end of this week, mine will be in yeah. great shape. Awesome. I, mine, I think most of the scab has fallen off, um, but it, it was it was looking pretty rough for a while. Like I was like, I hope <laughs> that there's like a design under there because this yeah, looks yeah. terrible. Yeah, so, some yeah. of your some of your the pictures you were sending yeah. like send it i'd be like <laughs> what is happening <laughs> i mean i think me and you were in the same boat with uh as far as i think we both have generally sensitive skin yeah <laughs> um and like because mine even like mine didn't have the color filling but i mean my the scabs on yeah. just the lines were like really intense yeah. and like really painful for a long time until like seriously like two days ago so yeah, <laughs> yeah also Um, Hunter tattoos very deeply. 
Yeah, like, that's... sure does. I should have told you guys that. <laughs> no, well, you probably shouldn't I, have. I, yeah. I think it's better you didn't. Yeah. I mean, I think you mentioned it, but I just had no concept of what that means, right? Like, yeah, like he, everybody, everybody he, was like, yeah. Um, yeah. I fell hiking like a, a weekend before last weekend, and like just really punched. tore mine up. Uh, <laughs> There's some uh, pieces tragic. of it that were torn off on a rock. Wow. But it was one of those things where, you know, I'm 40 and I fell. I'm like, oh my God, I didn't break anything. And then I, yeah. when I didn't break anything, I'm like, okay, I'm fine. Yeah, and then I'm later fine. on, there's liquid on my arm. I'm like, what the hell is that? Uh, but uh, I, Henson and I were talking about it. He's like, you just got some sweet wear and tear. I'm like, yeah, that's <laughs> true, but I still want to get it touched up. It's a nice patina <laughs> with wear. <laughs> yeah. So for those of you who have been asking, because many people have, um, it didn't hurt as much as I thought it would hurt. But yes, it definitely hurt. <laughs> it hurt exactly as much as I thought it was going to really? hurt. <laughs> um, yeah, and it was. And I'm going to say this. Uh, maybe this is not good to talk about on a podcast. But like, I've always wanted somebody to like accurately describe to me what it felt like to get a tattoo. Uh-huh. Um, so if you are listening to this and you are thinking about getting a tattoo and you don't want to know this information. Then skip ahead like thirty seconds, <laughs> and you and you can you can miss this. But I, I feel like exactly what it feels like is that if you take like a, you know a sharp point, whether it's a needle or whatever, and you push it pretty firmly into your skin, and then like tug it a half an inch to one side, uh, and feel that, and then just imagine that for forty five minutes. Um, that is basically how it felt, and it was well, <laughs> and probably a little worse. But let's say, I mean, let's let's you know, let's just use the metaphor we have here, Tim. It's, uh, if if somebody took a really long point pencil, right, and just like right, stabbed like it in your arm, masterpiece sharp pencil, yeah, um, it's definitely like a like a nine B, like a nine H or or whatever. <laughs> what am I just thinking? Like, a four like kind, the, hard, yeah. the hardest pencil you can get, um, and. Yeah. Yeah, and just so a lot of people were asking me that night at the pen show, like, how did Andy and Tim do getting their tattoos? Do you really think they cried? And if they did, that I would tell you. (laughs) Well, so your your secrets are safe with me, guys. (laughs) (laughs) I definitely just had like an extended like forty five minutes of just being like, oh man, all right, that that hurts. You know, just like that for the whole time. That we posted that ridiculous picture on Instagram where I was pretending to cry, but I didn't cry. And also, didn't Johnny claim that I fell asleep? And I was like, I if I I wish that I had fallen asleep. (laughs) Well, (laughs) there's no way that I I thought it was very important that one of us was over there with you, well, to distract you while it was happening, because both of you were there to distract me, and that was Uh really helpful (laughs) to yeah have that conversation. You guys left me. (laughs) <laughs> we did. You were just having a conversation with the hunter. You didn't. Oh, you guys went that out for guy. lunch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, you guys are both like totally calm and yeah. collected. Oh, oh yeah. This it seemed that way. Yeah. It was, yeah. It was, and Hunter was. We, I was talking guitars with Hunter for a while. That was cool. But it was. Uh. Yeah. It was. And I. And I'm not going to go into the details on this. Like, absolutely not going to. But it was had a funny conversation with Andy. You know, as I was starting mine, and just like, just be glad that you went first and didn't see what was happening because there's something about <laughs> seeing it. With so your own horrific. eyes and seeing, <laughs> yeah. And then Andy, like, as I was getting mine done, Andy was like, "Yeah, I totally know what you mean." I was like, "Yeah, thanks." <laughs> yeah, this is great because <laughs> I can see it in my the whole time he was doing it. I could see like with like a super zoomed in focus exactly what he was doing to my arm, like in my imagination. So that was that your ritual done. scarification. <laughs> yeah, but Hunter was uh, Hunter did an awesome job. It looks fantastic. So yeah. I mean, yes. the few of you were in the. 
the Baltimore area he and and I I talk about how much it hurt also being like a noob so it uh, it was just if he did really good work and people who've seen it like at work like coworkers who I've showed it to have just been like man those are some like like the colors like the the black and <laughs> the white of my skin and the black <laughs> of this tattoo it's like a really sharp contrast and really dark lines and so they can tell they did a good job so he's a and uh, johnny you want to tell us about you know hunter's setup now so um hunter is you can find him on instagram at hr spanks and he was at um the ball i'm sorry reed street tattoo parlor which is a pretty old shop in baltimore and he just moved this week to um the baltimore tattoo museum Although if you're hearing well, this in real time, <laughs> yeah, they're closed until the 27th. But um, Hunt, like Hunter does really awesome work, and also he's he's awesome to work with because he knows what the hell looks good. Yeah, like, there've been many times I'm just like, you know what, wherever you think it looks good, I trust you completely. Yeah, he was really the other day, me, um, he was really helpful with me deciding on the size of mine. Yeah, or like I almost went actually bigger, and he was like, he sort of suspended his. I'm not going to give you an opinion. Like you just need to decide this for yourself, whatever's good for you. And he like looked at it. He was like, I think you're going to get some wraparound if you do that size. So I think you should go with the other one. And he was totally right. So he was, so I work uh, with a lot of designers, right? Uh, mostly like digital designers, but he, he's definitely like the areas where he gave his opinion versus the areas where he was sort of like deferring his opinion to what you want was just perfect. He was super collaborative and yeah, definitely, you know, we were a little nervous because, you know, he himself is an, like an artist and coming to him with like something that's very much like a set piece of artwork. And I, I was I was trying to be like, oh, you know, I would love your interpretation of this theme, right? Like a pencil drawing itself. And he just kind of stared at it and he was like, you know, I would just keep this as is. And mm. yeah, he's he's his judgment and his kind of like ability is just so good. So I don't know if Hunter listens to this, but if, if you do, Hunter, thank you. Thank you so much. This is yeah really happy yeah. with this and yeah. i i actually only go to hunter these days yeah and johnny did you say you just got another tattoo no uh frankie and my mom went down right no i knew about that I, yeah. when you said the, just the, the other week i was like yeah thinking that you, you got another one if you see a um a crab that has flowers in it on yeah. instagram that's frankie it looks so good yeah it looks awesome yeah it's actually like pretty damn huge in real life yeah i was so, uh imagining like i was just so thankful just for my own edification, just like, or just my, just my own feeling that I'm being empathized with or whatever. When Frankie came and like asked about our tattoos and she's like, you wait, you all went to Hunter? It's like, yeah. She's like, oh man, that must have hurt. <laughs> it's like, yeah. Any tattoos yeah. from here on out that isn't but with now will with, with like, be a cakewalk. Right. Exactly. Well, but also like with all honesty, like after you go, I can totally see Johnny, how you're like so loyal to somebody because like if I get another one, I know, I mean, these lines are perfect, you know, like super sharp lines. And like, I would get another one from Hunter in a, in a heartbeat if I get another one. So, well, that was my next question. What are you guys getting next? <laughs> I know what I'm get that first one. You're like, let's do it. Yeah. I've got about that two bit. more, two more that I'm going to get. Um, one at some point, it could be 10 years from now, but like, I know that I'm going to get a, a quote on my arm. Uh, like in a typewriter font. I'd like to do that. I'm not sure what it is yet. I'm kind of flip-flopping between some. There's like some Bob Dylan lyrics and a John Steinbeck quote and a Mary Oliver quote and stuff like that that I'm thinking about. Um, and I also have an idea for this uh, based on I, I showed you guys, but it's like a Sam Larson drawing of a, a buffalo in profile. And then on the inside, it's got a, a Smoky Mountain outline. Mm. So 
those two at some point probably but um, i'm in no rush like just not because i wasn't out i just someday if you saw my um my brain tattoo that font is called american typewriter and i think hunter bought it for using that tattoo so he's got a really great font ready that's good time to go back to baltimore yeah yeah um should we talk about the pen show yay so uh so that that same that same day uh later on later on that afternoon we um you know went to the the marriott that was by the airport where they're holding the pen show and um you know, walked around, checked things out. That's where we met uh, Dade in person for the first time. Well, that wasn't your first time, Johnny. That was nope. my first time meeting Dade, and he was smart as well. He and his wife Gina are just just the most wonderful people. Um, we saw Anna Reinert. We saw Brad Dowdy. Um, it oh, was, Conan O'Brien needs a friend. Fame. Yes, congratulations, <laughs> Brad. That's amazing. Um, our our friend Dr. Hans Noodleman was there. Tiffany Babb. Um, uh, just so many, so many people. Uh, Jacob Cecil was there. Joe Crace from the Gentleman Stationer was there. Um, Jacob, who you know has been on this this show before. Um, yeah, it was it was great. The AV folks were super helpful. I, I think the two things I had the most anxiety about was a the um, tattoo and b just sort of the audiovisual setup because we wanted to record uh, the podcast, you know, as well as actually or record the the live show as well as you know do it. So all of those things happened within one day. And <laughs> so I was just sort of like, ah, after that day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So like that uh, night yeah. when we were having a drink afterwards, you were like, <sighs> yeah, just <laughs> give yeah. me all the drinks. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, Johnny, do you, want, do you want to talk about uh, when we were walking around the, the pen show floor? <laughs> what so, you were doing? Well, there was this obnoxious guy who had a um, sort of bizarre uh, tool apron on. And in the pockets of this tool apron, there were some red and yellow pencils that said Erasable Live 135 and some really cool pins that another cool guy got designed that said Graphite is right and stay sharp. So this obnoxious guy also had a crank sharpener and he was walking around sharpening pencils for people and catching like, like lots of shade. Did you like catch a, uh, like a, a, did like you a make an ID? David, David Reese. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. did you make an idea yeah. he was channeling a much less funny david reese <laughs> that is officially my my favorite picture of you ever that picture of <laughs> okay. that sharpening a pencil that's like i'm very happy about that one yeah so, but um so. it was so, like it's bizarre like to see all of these very expensive things that i've only seen on the internet all lined up on tables so it's always interesting to just go walk around, look at all the colors and stuff like that to me. There were a couple uh, El Casco sharpeners there, um, which was pretty cool. Um, almost bought one, but I just, just didn't want to spend $275 right there, which is a good deal for those sharpeners. But yeah. <laughs> I don't think I'd seen one in real life, but yeah. I did not almost buy one. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, I almost, almost bought one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there was a surprising pencil selection. They're yeah. just from different different areas. I'll talk about one later that well, I guess I could talk about it now and just not talk about it later. But uh, I mean, yeah. like there were there were there was one vendor who had a lot of vintage woodcase pencils and then had like those El Casco sharpeners and other sharpeners as well. I stumbled upon a guy who was selling uh, some some vintage mechanical pencils mm. that <laughs> were uh, I mean, some of them were 100 years old. So 
I actually ended up buying one, kind of a, a dented up, <laughs> which I, I love that part of it. But it a, a, I got it for cheaper too, which was great. But a, a hundred year old Eversharp uh, mechanical pencil That's so uh, cool. that I I just fell in love with. I've used it a lot uh, since then, and uh, bought it from a guy named it was it was, it was John Veely. Was that the name? Yeah. Yep. John yeah, John. Veely. Jonathan Veely, who had this really amazing selection, he helped me like talk through it and like showed me like these are the parts that need to be working and you need this and that. Um, so he, I, I bought that from him, and he also had a really cool selection of uh, graphite, like and 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 they're in these little tubes, and I was like, oh, this is interesting, and they're in odd sizes because of the old fashioned pencil, uh, mechanical pencils and all that. And I asked him about them, and he said, yeah, you know, the interesting thing about these. Is that the uh, the Panda Pencil Company, which was the last American pencil-led manufacturer, uh, when they shut down, their factory sort of went into just they put it in mothballs, basically. Like it wasn't really being used. But and then twenty years later, it was sold in the mid. Well, when was it? Twenty sixteen. Yeah, like I think it was like twenty sixteen. Like they finally sold their factory off. And when they sold it off, they had millions of sticks of graphite left over. Wow. Uh, I like that number. This, yeah. yeah, millions. Cool. And and so he, uh, the Jonathan Veely bought up all of that and is now selling it at pen shows around the country. And it's so you're using graphite that's, you know, vintage graphite and it fits perfectly in these Eversharps and it's really great. So I bought and two it, tubes of two. Still, it still works well, right? Like the clay didn't oh, yeah. like dry up. Oh, yeah. No, nice. no. I would say it feels a little harder. Like the two B is a little harder than I'm used to with the two B, but I really like it. And it's a thick gauge, so yeah. I'm really enjoying it. And also the the lit literature nerd uh, in me is really happy because it makes me think of Gatsby. Because this is the pencil that mm. uh, Gatsby, uh, or I mean, sorry that I do that in class too. Like every single time that Fitzgerald would have used. Yeah, <laughs> like <laughs> um, that Fitzgerald would have used. And also, there's a scene in. Great Gatsby, where Daisy is uh, at a at a Gatsby's party, and and Tom is like, "Hey, I'm gonna go over here and eat with these people." And Daisy knows what he's up to, and looks at him and says, "Here, take my little gold, take this little gold pencil in case you need to take down any phone numbers, basically, because I know you're gonna be sleeping around town with people <laughs> that you're meeting here." And so that was presumably what she would have handed him was one of these these gold ever sharp pencils that even come in a small kind of pocket size, which I was really tempted yeah. to pick up one of those and I might do that someday. So yeah, nice. I was really, yeah, I was, that was a really cool find for me. I really enjoyed that. Yeah. So we, um, so we eventually, you know, got back to the the room. We were started recording, started our show, probably had about 60 people there, which is really great. Um, awesome. it was, it felt like an intimate crowd, but it also felt very, um, uh, like we had so much good, just like instantaneous feedback, which is something that we don't, you know, we don't get here really, which is, you know, except from ourselves. Um, but that was, that was really fun. Um, we had Brad and Anna and Dade as guests. Um, we, we basically, we had talked amongst ourselves the night before and we were like, you know, um, the thing I think that we want to try to do at a pen show is to make, make the case for wood case pencils. So like if you, you know, are into $400 fountain pens and you just really haven't picked up a pencil because the last one you used was like a crappy Office Depot pencil and you don't really like pencils, like let's let's try to convince you to pick one back up. And I think most of the audience was already pretty friendly to pencils anyway, but I think that we, 
you know, got some people interested in a few things. Um, yeah. Yeah. I got like, to be totally honest, I, I was caught off guard and almost a little choked up when we were recording our episode and we said like, how many of you are in our Facebook group? And it was like nine over 90% of people. I feel like raised their hand. I was just like, yeah. Holy moly. Like that is really overwhelming and really yeah. sweet. Like that just made me yeah, kind of yeah. step back. So when you, yeah. when you asked that question, well, Andy, when you asked that question, it just kind of blew me away. So it was really, really yeah. great to see. Yeah, I was not expecting all. that, but yeah. yeah. And so many people that we ended up talking to and having long conversations later in the night, just who we never would have gotten to meet if we hadn't done this thing, who had come from New York or had come from DC to like see us and talk to us. And uh, I found myself kind of going up to people just as like a stranger and just be like, Hey, how's it going? <laughs> yeah. At the pen show. And they'd be like, Hey, we're here to see your show. We're really looking yeah. forward to it. And that was overwhelming. So yeah. um, you're celebrity, Tim. I mean, that's what I was hoping you would say, but yeah. I just, <laughs> um, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> no, that's definitely not. It was just like really, you know, that gratifying feeling of being in the, like imagine the feeling of being in the Facebook group and hearing from people who are interested in the same thing, like that times, times 10, because you're face to face and you can just like go full nerd on each other and not feel, yeah. uh, not feel, <laughs> not feel a thing. So, yeah. 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 So that was, that was really fun, but you know, not even as fun as the next night, Johnny. Whoa. <laughs> So um, we co-sponsored mm-hmm. an open house at uh, Write Notepads with uh, Mohawk Paper, which makes us sound very huge. Um, but <laughs> so our co-sponsorship involved us bringing just like a crap ton of beer. So which was a fun was, shopping experience. Accepted, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we got a cart and went to a really cool uh, beer shop near my parents' house, and uh, um, yeah, we bought tons of beer. <laughs> so. <laughs> Filled that card up to the top. Yeah, and uh, um, by the end of the night, there were only a few left, so we was, didn't. We'd never do it. Yeah, it was a drinking bunch for sure. <laughs> I um, I I only had half of a beer. Right. <clears throat> I myself do not drink. <laughs> you didn't? No, I, that, that is a joke. <laughs> oh, <laughs> say what? There were some delicious, it? delicious things in those tubs. Yeah. So, um, right, Notepads had set up a nice table for us with um, a sign and uh, some big tubs full of ice to put the beer in, and coasters, which were really awesome. Or as we say in Baltimore, coasters. Coasters, huh? Yeah, you put that, put that beer on a coaster. Don't mess my table up. <laughs> but um. Yeah, it, we met lots of the same folks who were in town for the weekend. Lots of folks who we had never met, including Hunter, who I talked to for a long time. Uh, different Hunter. Hunter was so great. Hunter from New York City. Yeah. Hey, um, yeah, that was really cool. Yeah. And um, that night, they released, uh, Red Notepads released um, Amethyst, their most recent edition that we'll talk more about later. And we got the chat with Derek, who is... Um, I don't know what his job title is, but he works at Write Notepads, and it was his idea to come up with um, the Amethyst. Oh yeah, he was great. And uh, actually, I think he's like neighbor. So, uh, he lives right down the hill from me. Yeah, we saw um, Gary there, Gary Varner, who has been on this very po- podcast before. Actually, he was he was at the um, the recording the night before too. But mm. him and Bill were there. Yeah. Um, Tiffany uh, Bab came back. Um, Got a really good chat with Ian Schoen from the Schoen Pen Company. Yeah, he's mm-hmm. a cool guy. Mm-hmm. We're, he's got, we're talk, he's we're got talking some about good some ideas, stuff. doesn't he? Yeah, talking about some stuff. 
Yes, talking. Let's let's talk some stuff. And uh, he's, <laughs> so he's from Baltimore, and he was in Boston, but now he's in Philly. So the things yeah. we have to talk about, we could talk about in person. Yeah. Well, <clears throat> so you're socially distancing yourself, for example. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> talking about in person on, on Skype. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and uh, so we should mention also, right? Notepads. How we were able to buy the notebooks that night is they set up a little shop, which was oh yeah, that was pretty really awesome. Great. And there were some things in there that are not listed on the website, such as the lawn, which is listed as yeah. uh, sold out. One thing, but, one thing, Tim and I, Tim and I went snooping around yeah. a little bit. Are you, were you going to tell, tell the story? Yeah, you go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, we went over there to look, and we there's a little storage room just right next to the little shop area. And Tim and I just kind of sneak in, and we saw a uh, box of pencils that just said Lenore on it. We went over and we opened it up, and Sure enough, there's a huge box of the really beautiful matte it's black like, copper imprint like pencils. Their secret stash. We're yeah. just like rifling through all these boxes. And Moses kept coming in and be like, what the hell are you guys doing yeah, here? He's, he's like, <laughs> like, oh, I see what you found. We're, like, We're not going to steal it. We just want to look at them. I just want to <laughs> put my hand in the box. I just want to sniff them. <laughs> yeah, he's just like, he's gonna come around the corner and it's like Andy pouring a box of pencils over my head and I'm just like dancing underneath <laughs> <him>. like <laughs> like Scrooge McDuck and some pencils over here, man. No <laughs> worries about it. Yeah. And some pencils. <laughs> to make sure they're not pre-sharpened. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah. That'd be tragic. Oh, but um, yeah, we were there all night. That was a very Tim started long playing game. the guitar a little bit. That was really yeah. Cool. yeah. Yeah, I was rocking. I was rocking a 1955 Gibson that he had there. I was plugged in, playing some Grateful Dead, playing some Tom Petty. It was a good time. And then it, it devolved as any good night of, you know, having having a few drinks does. Devolved into uh, taking turns putting on YouTube videos. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I want to thank, uh, thank you, Breck, for um, putting on Fishbone. I have never, ever, ever oh, heard yes. of that band before. And that was such yeah. an interesting. That was awesome such an interesting time very very post-apocalyptic very relevant i think to to today <laughs> that was i was that was one of those moments where somebody shows you something and you're like i haven't how have i not ever come across this that's yeah. really cool yeah well, um yeah that was yes that was the latest i've stayed up in a while that was, yeah yeah, yeah. yeah i was I was up for a couple hours after you guys being like, "Oh." In case, in case anybody here has not heard me say this already, um, Johnny Gamber does not sleep. Yep, <laughs> I slept while you guys were sleeping. Okay, I just got up like five minutes ahead of you. Okay. Like, hey, where you guys been? <laughs> <laughs> and fell asleep four hours after us. Yeah, yeah. But <laughs> we were. That was. Uh, I mean, all those nights of just coming back to to Johnny's beautiful apartment just like coming back there and and hanging out after the things that we did were, were so great it was just and i'll forever be will cherish the next morning too like the moments like getting up and uh drinking coffee and sitting at, at johnny's table and playing with know, pencils in, in my underwear <laughs> while johnny's waiting for my clothes to dry downstairs <laughs> oh yeah i forgot that happened um it would just I do have pictures of that for anybody who's got five bucks. Oh, jeez. All right. It's not worth <laughs> Or I don't have pictures if you have 500 bucks. There's a special <laughs> There's a special tier of Patreon just for Tim Underwood. <laughs> jeez. <laughs> but that was, I, I seriously, though, like I, those moments were really great. Like those mornings of Johnny, like putting so much thought into making our coffee in the morning where he's like, yeah. do you want this or do you want this or do you want this or do you want this? <laughs> We're like, oh, man, just make some coffee. It's going to be great. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and you're a great like, 
Johnny, Johnny is a super thoughtful host. Yeah, he Yay. should he should get a gold medal for for being a, a thoughtful host, and and also a big thanks to his to his parents and his family for being so uh, accommodating to us yeah. being there. I wish we could have spent more time with the kids, but next time. Yeah. See, they'll have to be next time. Yeah. And you guys yeah. can get more hunter tattoos. Yeah. Brace yourself. <laughs> Brace. <laughs> yeah. Look, if can I get if somebody you, who goes goes a little lighter, maybe. If you guys come back to town for more hunter tattoos, I'll get something on my back or chest. <laughs> like this is the verbal version of this being in writing. Like I'll do it. Oh, here we go again. So five years from now, we'll be getting a tattoo in Baltimore. Uh, <laughs> oh, happy late podcast birthday! We turned yeah. six last week. Six. Years. Now we are six. Man, I'm like halfway to puberty. Yeah, we're just <laughs> a little bit, a little bit younger than my than our sons. Yeah, uh, it's just crazy. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, um, you guys want to switch over and talk about our pencil of the month? Yeah. yeah. It's a little overdue because we were supposed to do it last month. Yeah, this is pencil <laughs> of the month February and March. We yeah. we made the made the executive decision that doing a pencil of the month at our live recording at the Baltimore Pen Show with all the other great things we had with our interviews with Anna and Brad and Dade would just, was just like, well, let's just save that for later. So, um, yeah. our, our pencil of last month <laughs> was the Mitsubishi 9852 EW. So, I mean, I guess I'll start things out. This is a pencil that I've been a just huge fan of for a couple of years. I've got multiple boxes up in my, in my cabinet. This is one of oh, the you ones do? <laughs> yeah, this is, this is one of the ones that I've seen as is stash worthy. So I've got, I think, oh, four. Oh wow, boxes. I have uh, one. <laughs> so one uh, box. I've I've been a fan of you know naked pencils for so long, uh, natural pencils for so long, and this is one that really hit a sweet spot with being a an HB that's probably it seems to me more like a B. That, uh, it's a, a little softer, holds a good point, and I really uh, so I I really enjoy the fact that it has a. I, the best way I can describe it is a a perfect balance between being like a lacquered naked pencil and being a naked pencil. You know, <laughs> yeah. like a, a cedar point is a naked pencil. It's just like you you touch that once and it changes colors. Uh, and then the like two eleven or something is like deeply lacquered or whatever. So it's right there in the middle, and so it has kind of a feel to it a little bit. Um, so I really I really enjoy enjoy that aspect of it. So it, it holds a point like an HBE, but it's way more, it's way smoother than you'd expect it to be. So um, I'm going to jump in. Speaking of the, the point, and you guys could make sense of this statement, and probably most of the people who listen to our podcast, it doesn't feel like a Japanese core. It feels like a German 3B. Hmm. Like it doesn't have that sort of um, like soft polymer feeling of a Japanese yeah. lead. It feels like it's a little more gritty. Not <laughs> gritty. It feels like yeah. the smoothness is waxy, not plasticky. Yeah, that's a good point. Okay, sure. That's a distinction only we can make. <laughs> <laughs> you heard it here first, folks. When you yeah. first said that, my my initial thought was be like, "That's stupid." Isn't a three B in 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 Europe just like a B in Japan, yeah. or you know, like, or like, or not? That's 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 wrong. That's the opposite. But like, but that you're totally right. Now, the more you talked, I was like, "Yep, yep, I'm yeah. with you." <laughs> <laughs> I'm absolutely <laughs> makes perfect sense. I just I just really like the um that kind of like recycled wood um what am I what am I trying to say like the the connections that the wood has into each other like the way that they've sort of joined that teeth that fit in yeah. together. 
it, it's 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 very much like the Tennessee Red in that it's just sort of like perfectly imperfect. You can really see it how they kind of engineered it, and I think that looks really cool. You know, it always kind of lands at a different point in the pencil, which is yeah, cool. yeah, yeah. And who, yeah, who, who wrote that here? The color of the ferrule alone justifies its, its existence. Oh, it's, that was me. It's, so, <laughs> yeah. it's so true. I mean, I love that like purpley kind of bruisey color. Yeah, that's about the best word for it, bruisey. Yeah, bruisey. <laughs> and bruise. you know, it's got that really cool green writing. The box is so pretty. Yeah. So, I, um. What what y'all should do is you know go buy this pencil from CW Pencils right now because they are their their storefront has been shut down for the foreseeable future. So buy in bulk. Yeah, yeah. And uh, Caroline said if you ask for it, if you buy a dozen, they'll give you the box. And the box yeah. for this one is really cool. Such a good box. box. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> yep. It is a. I, this is a pencil that I I give a solid A to my teacher yeah. parlance it is a great pencil and it's one that i i'm glad i stocked up on it so yeah i would give it an e for exceeds expectations <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't know exceeds. <laughs> uh, it works yeah, sure. <laughs> all, right. all right now that we're done reminiscing on a wonderful time let's let's do our fresh points we kind of decided to make this episode a fresh points episode because we got a lot of new stuff to talk about, new releases, and also just kind of news that's been coming out in the stationary world. So let's, uh, yeah, let's dig in. So Johnny, start us off with some field notes action. So uh, last night, last week, the field notes vignette came out, which is their spring 2020 edition. It's a uh, three pack of notebooks where, how do you describe this? You can, there's a circle cut out on the front and you can slide an image of your choice into the cover, which is made of two sheets of cover material. It has an insert. Or you can put an insert. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> and they, you, you get uh, three with your notebooks. And um, like when I first saw them, I was like, eh, I was kind of hoping they would go with a theme. And then when I had them in hand, I'm like, these are really, really well thought out. Yeah. Like the, really the pretty. The quality really. control was very good. Yeah, my corners were cut. Mm, much better than they usually come cut. That, yeah. yeah, that's not. Yeah, that's intelligible. <laughs> no, I don't. Um, yeah, my um, my only con- like, I don't like when people throw in OCD as an adjective. But like, my OCD does not want two of one color and one of the other. It's like all one or three different ones. So like, this is bothering my sense of symmetry. But the notebooks are one green and two gray, and the same gray. I thought that was a really interesting choice. Like I wasn't quite sure how they came up with that, but I was I was interested in in their reasoning, right? Yeah, and the um, the stock is very thin and sort of um plasticky. Like it's yeah. it's doubled up on itself except on the spine. So I wonder if maybe that stock just doesn't come in a lot of colors. Mm. Because everything is so specific in the paper world. Which is interesting. I, I honestly think um Less and I were talking about this a little bit, and like it's it. T- I think it's one of their most innovative things in years. Like I, I a lot of people in the field nuts group and elsewhere are just like meh, like eh, it's fine, it's whatever. Um, I thought it was super cool, like just how how it's it's a level of personalization. You know, usually I just put a sticker on the cover, and I'm like, oh, I personalized it. This one you can, it's like that, but like over and over again. Like you can put a whole bunch of different ones on there. Yeah, and I think sometimes they've had 
uh, situations where they had a really good theme and the execution was kind of blah. Yeah. But this is probably their best execution of a theme ever. Yeah. Like, I don't sure. know. Aside from having a third color, I don't know what I would change about it. Yeah. So has anybody used the um, the app that goes with that came with Vignette? Like the it's vignette.fieldnotesbrand.com. Um, no. It's it's really great. It's it's like the digital version of that little like spacer that comes with it. Like you can upload an image and you can like crop it just so. And not only does it give you like a preview of what it would look like in the notebook, but it actually it formats a um, like a PDF or something for you so you can print it off and then cut it out and then it fits right in there oh, i haven't wow. i haven't done it yet but it's such a cool little simple simple app yeah, yeah i appreciate the um the little image alignment tool they give you the piece yeah. of card back with the circle it's perfect yeah yeah such a good execution of that theme that's yeah, why i haven't gotten I to play with it much i didn't yeah. realize they had the the site i'd missed that because i didn't get these i don't have these ones in hand but i i didn't realize there was a site and i went and Check that out. That's a really cool idea. It reminds me of that. Have you already seen that? Is this a cat.com? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Well, me oh, that was on John Oliver last night, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah that was a, yeah. Is, is this a cat.com? Just yes or no. Yep. Yeah. You just upload a picture and it tells you if it's a cat or not. Yeah. <laughs> Super simple. <laughs> and uh, there's a, there's a um, I don't know, what, what would you call it? An extra item along with this release where there's a t shirt with the, um, yeah. the image missing logo on it which i'm you know wishy-washy about whether i'm gonna buy it yeah looks looks good it's very just very simple so they had a lot of fun with that one you can tell yeah i mean it looks like it was a giant pain in the butt to get yeah. all of the <laughs> spacing right and the slit right and everything but looks awesome yeah yeah. Cool. yeah so um moving on we're we're all stuck at home um probably everybody listening to this so i'm I've been pushing my kids to write more letters, which is fun, but like, you know, they, they're kids and they get a little bored pretty quickly. So some of them are basically just pictures that have some words too. But um, I've been writing a lot more letters, which is awesome. While you're stuck home, the postal service will deliver stamps to you for a dollar thirty in a mm. nice big envelope. But That's um good to know. Yeah. yeah, I'm like, you know, uh finding new pen pals and also just you know, dropping letters to people that have no idea I have their address. <laughs> like, hey, what's up? Because <laughs> if, if that was me, I'd be very tickled by it. And um, one person who is becoming one of my new pen pals told me that um, he was at a pen store and that the proprietor said that a lot of people were buying stationery and journals during this, you know, mm. scary time where you're stuck at home because a lot of people want to write and they see the value in journaling when you're you know, trying to keep your yourself balanced yeah so that's that's heartening and uh my last fresh point is not pencil related at all and that is that i've discovered the tool gel pens they sell at office max slash office depot and they are amazing have you guys tried these yet yeah i've had i picked one up a while ago i think okay yeah, try, try like three years ago when those first started coming out or whatever yeah uh, yeah, I never really I, felt strongly either way about them. I did really like the the capped liquid pen, like the roller balls that they. Ooh, they I didn't try those. I liked. I liked those. I don't even know if they still make them, but they were like real chunky, kind of like a big fat rollerball pen. Uh, really cool looking, kind of clear style. So I haven't bought one since then, though. Yeah, they're they're 
you know, two bucks a pen, which is, you know, pretty average for gel pens, but they were store brands. So it's like, uh, I'm not paying that much for a store brand. <laughs> but um, I saw OpenStock made a dark blue and I tried it. And now I have since acquired quite a few more. Yeah, the colors are really uh, good. Yeah, they're really, really nice. They have a really comfortable grip. They're not like a lot of gel pens. There's a lot going on on the grip section. A lot of different shapes and curves. And this is just a grip section. It's like sometimes when people make oh, like over-engineer toothbrushes specifically just so they like look oh, yeah. different. Yeah. I'm like, I, I don't know how to hold this. Yeah. But um, yeah, my actually, yeah. I just recently picked up the limited edition set that's black with different colored metal accents. I'm really, really just unreasonably excited about that. <laughs> so yeah, that's all. Those are all my fresh points. How about you, Andy? Um, well, I want to get into the Blackwing 840, but before I do that, I'll just do a couple simpler, uh, shorter ones. Um, one plug for two brands I really like kind of coming together. Um, you know, we talked here before about Bolsa Bags, which is made by Paul Smith. Um, and they're just really simple, super well-made little pen bags and a little smaller one that holds like a sharpener and an eraser in it. Um, they are now selling those bolsa bags at Notegeist, um, Gary Gary Varner's online shop. We awesome. got, to, got to chat a little bit about it in person when we ran into Gary at the pen show. Um, and uh, yeah, and so I'm excited to see that. I bought a couple more in a couple different colors um, from Notegeist. Uh, if you want to support two, two kind of like independent makers and proprietors, um, uh, buy some bolsa bags from Notegeist, and you'll be supporting both kind of Gary Varner's business and Paul Smith's side business. So Paul's, I assume, is going to be pretty busy for the next while since he's in the medical field. Uh, oh, during geez. His day job, yeah. So speaking of supporting um, businesses, CW, CW Pencils is um, physically closed until fur further notice. So um, if you you know want to make sure that you know, they have a shop to come back to and that, you know, Caroline and, and her crew, cause I, I think she's continuing to pay her, you know, her employees, um, you know, even though they can't be present, um, there's still a lot of fulfilling to do, um, keep them employed and keep them occupied and make that, you know, pencil purchase you've been, you've been considering. You know, one, one of my favorite tips that I've come across in this whole mess that's going on with the COVID-19 is the idea of if, you know, if there are people who you would typically support who need your help because of whether it's thin margins or just like it's, it really hurts to close down a physical place like they have at CW pencils or whatever that, uh, to go out and buy a gift card, uh, and yeah, just absolutely. like, just, just go ahead and buy up gift cards. And that I, my, I heard that idea originally with, with restaurants to go out and, you know the restaurants that you would typically be going to, like buy a gift card, and then once this all this whole mess shakes out, then you can go and cash in that that gift card because yep. small businesses and shops uh, really they need our daily support. And when something like this comes around that shuts down their that shuts their doors, uh, that can be a pretty insurmountable thing to to bounce yeah. to bounce back from in certain situations. So this is buying a, if if you don't know what you want. And you want to support them, then buy a gift card from CW Pencils. Yep. Or... 100%. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, I, uh, you know, Johnny mentioned earlier that people are, you know, spending more time at home and picking up journals and picking up stationery. And I'm, I'm definitely no different. I decided to kind of treat myself. And I've had this um, Lich Term Red Dot journal in um, cold storage for, for a few months. Um, 
my friend and co-author Michael Metz bought it for me uh, at some point and found out later Johnny has the same one that um, you know. Hey. Did you did you start it already or were you just? Oh, that's on deck for my next one. Okay, cool. Um, so I uh, I just started it. I'm gonna I think talk a little bit about it in a future episode about kind of like what I'm trying to do in it. But essentially, uh, I you know sat with Johnny while Johnny was doing his kind of bullet journaling his morning pages um so i want to start a real authentic baltimore boo joe as a boo joe Han. baltimore boo joe Han. yeah that was delightful uh, yeah ain't got uh, no fancy field notes up here <laughs> so that's what i'm trying to do is just uh boo joe a little bit with a little bit of journaling a little bit of to-do list and kind of see where that takes me so Ooh, i want to hear just, about this just started that today um so awesome talk about so let me get into my kind of meaty fresh point which was the uh the blackwing 840 uh which is is new newly really released um before we actually talk about the pencil there's so many different diff- differences in the um just like kind of the brand in general right like they you know they, yeah. they have a new logo that they're doing um they uh they switched the the archival tubes which is really interesting um they're no longer sort of like this plastic tube with rubber stops at each end it's like a literal test tube with a cork on it now which is really interesting did you did, did you guys get is yours it, um, i have not not okay. yet so yeah. mine came today and it was rattling a lot as i came up the steps and i was like oh crap i bet it broke and um it was rattling because there's no cork oh so the the pencil was rattling around, but I mean, of course, it's Blackwing, so they're sending another one, which seems no, like nitpicky. But I want to take pictures. But know? the cork is this cork is so cool because they actually like stamped or branded the Blackwing logo into the top of the cork. Which, oh, okay, which is this, super. Fussy. This is not a small deal. Yeah, which is super fussy, but very no longer a small deal. Brand, yeah. So, yeah, the, um, um, they're a better fit, I think, for the pencils. Yeah, yeah. They, I mean, they literally, really well. better fit. I like to think that, you know, somebody was just on Amazon and they were like, oh, my God, there's a test tube that fits this pencil. And Charles just went and been like purchased 20,000 of them. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, so they're 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 really lovely. Um, Super high quality looking like these these archival tubes still like pretty unnecessary, but still fun. Um, So, yeah, that was actually my uh, push for getting one back in 2015, for getting a subscription. That was like, well. Yeah, they're gonna. So there's a pen, an extra pencil in the tube, so I can just use up the whole dozen, and I still have one for a collection. That's a cool idea. Yeah, yeah, they're kind of trying to you know strike that balance between you know using and collecting. Um, mm-hmm. And they're, I, as somebody who has like you know the the entire collection in archival tubes, I know that like you know those are those are worth something on eBay right now. I didn't even think of that that part. Yeah, that's my kid's college fund. Yeah, I'm not gonna <laughs> sell them anytime soon. Yeah. <laughs> But um, can you talk about the extra for subscribers? Because that was my favorite part. Yeah. Um. So you know they do. Um. Oh shoot, Johnny, what's it called? The clutch. Yeah, that one's the clutch. Yeah. So um, maybe we should first talk about the the theme, and then I'll, the subscriber extra goes into it. So um, so it's it's called the surfing pencil, and it is um. Remind me what the eight forty stands for. What is it? Is it the? Is that the the length of the um? A tribute to this dude. I actually have no idea. Oh, there's California's 840 mile coast. Yes. Okay. And so it's similar in the 211 in that you know the 211 is about the the 100 the 211 mile um, 
Muir, Muir Woods Trail. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, this this is a this is a surfing pencil, and it is a tribute to uh, the Gold Coast, um, basically the coast of California from um, uh, the California coastline. And it has it's kind of this like kind of seafoam green, really gorgeous color. Um, and gold foil accent that kind of like runs down it in the shape of the coast, uh, roughly. It's um, it 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 looks a little weird on the pencil because you know it's you know California is not a a straight line. It's just kind of like zigzags, and it's kind of wrapped around the pencil in a in a interesting way. So it kind of reminds me of um, what's the Japanese method of repairing something using gold like you know gold foil to to like repair a pot just to like give it a good wabi sabi feel. Um, oh, I don't know. I have to look up the name. I don't know. I want yeah. to know though. <laughs> I'll, I'll look it up here in a minute. But it's this. Um, it's just kind of like is this uneven, kind of like crack that runs down the pencil, and it runs uneven um, through the lines. Yeah, it's kintsugi. Yes, yes, kintsugi. Um, so if you you know crack a cup or a bowl or a vase or something, you repair it and you kind of like fill it in with like this kind of like gold gold paste to just like you know show that like hey it's been broken and it's been reassembled and it's loved and it has you know like you know life force and uh, that's kind of like what they're what, what it looks like here um and so so the subscriber extra is um and it's the pearl core uh, which is my favorite but whatever it's nice um they the subscriber extra is a uh single blackwing clutch in the same theme so it's it's this that same same seafoam green color with um the big California Gold Coast line kind of running down it. So it's it's really, you know, gorgeous. I think it looks better in the notebook than it does on the pencil, but it, I think it still looks nice in the pencil. Yeah, what do you and, think of it, Johnny? Oh, I love the notebook. I'm I'm already a really big fan of the clutch. Yeah. Even though I keep forgetting that it's not that expensive because they've always been 15 bucks, and when they came out, field notes were 10 So it's like, whoa, it's a big price difference, but not a big price difference anymore. Yeah. But um, um, the the green looks so good on that matte finish. Yeah, love that green. The um that that came with the new box, that new kind of like squarish um, box, which is gorgeous. They did a really amazing job there, and it's so original looking. And I bet when they put it on a store shelf, it just stands way out. So, which I'm sure is why they did it. But yeah, yeah, a lot a lot of folks didn't like how the uh, the new boxes when you sort of take the lid off. If you want to stand on your desk, it doesn't say Blackwing. It says like Ving. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. this is just, the box is black and it looks super cool. Yeah, I think if anybody if anybody out there is thinking about a subscription, um, this will be a really interesting start to a Blackwing volume subscription. Just because you know it, they they're starting off the test tubes, they have these this new box, so it's gonna it's gonna feel like a completely different. I remember the first Blackwing subscription, the um, the seven twenty five. The box was too big for the pencils inside because they just switched to a different box. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, this is just kind of the next evolution of that, it, and it's just just gorgeous. Oh gosh, I'm, gonna need to I'm think sorry. About I'm going to figure <laughs> out how to do this. And so <laughs> you can also as soon as possible. You can buy the notebooks as a set, which I did like immediately because they're so damn pretty. Yeah, I think you get one uh, one dot grid, one ruled, and one blank. I think in your pack, mm. which is cool. But what did you get in your sub pack, Indy? Um, ooh, that's a good question. I, I actually haven't opened it yet. Um, I'm opening it right now, and it is a dot grid. That's what I got. Yeah. 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 And, um, so how much was it when 
725 came out and they released a slate. It was like oddly expensive, but these are the same price as the regular uh, clutch notebooks. Mm. So if you need some pocket notebooks, it's really no brainer. Yeah. 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 These are yeah super nice. Um, I, I know a lot of people really, really don't like the new Blackwing logo and I, I totally see, see why that is. It's a kind of a departure from, you know, sort of the legacy brand that they were trying to, um, mm-hmm. kind of trying to impart, and this is very modern, very clean. I like it a lot, um, but it's definitely just different, right? So, I've got kind of used to it, yeah, by now. And they put the um, the B logo on the front of the notebook, mm, which yeah. looks really, really good. Sure. They used to just have the sideways logo on the back, like a moleskin does. Yeah, yeah. Cool. So that is uh, that is it for my fresh points. Um, how about you, Tim? Nice. Um, I one really brief one I want to have before I talk about right notepads is that I just finally got my hands. We were at the Baltimore Pen Show on the fourth group of National Parks notebooks, the mm. uh, Field Notes uh, Fifty Nine Parks Edition, which you know it was that was it was almost comical when that when this one showed up. I saw it and I was like, that should have been one of the original ones. Like that, all three of those look so amazing. It was just like. It, which maybe that's why they did it because it was just <laughs> i loved the first three sets and then this one showed up and it's like well i obviously need to get that at some point and um they are even more beautiful in person than they were um online and i'm really really loving them the grand teton edition i'm using right now looks really good and my my previous favorite is the smoky mountain one which i think is just coincidentally the state park that is or the national park that is closest to me because i just mm-hmm. really love the look of that edition, it just the bear and the mountains or whatever. And yeah. the Tetons has the mountains as well. So I guess I know my leanings, but uh, all of them look really amazing. I know you guys really like the, uh, the cedar. What's was that one? The, uh, oh gosh. Oh, the Sequoia one? Right. The Sequoia mm. one. That's what I mean. Yeah, that yeah. one's pretty. Yeah, that one's, and I love that one as well, yeah. but that's probably my least favorite of the three, but it's still awesome. So it's, because um, I, I really, really love those other two. Other two. I'm waiting for Group E, Tim, which uh, should include the Indiana Dune State Park, which I think oh. we are both familiar with. They, yes. I, I have the poster that yep. they made for it, and it's just sort of this bright kind of like sunsetty orange with a, oh, uh, like, like like a heron just sort of like flying across it. So that would be a super good, super good field. Power, power plant in the background. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> that is There's that a, is one thing, Johnny. Yeah, if you go to the Indiana Dunes on the beach there, you like it's really gorgeous. Like these dunes are really beautiful, and there's all this wildlife. And then you just see this giant silo in the back. It looks like you know, <laughs> Simpson looks like Springfield from The Simpsons, just like belching yeah, steep. Totally does. That was <laughs> just like so my my best friend had a house right right there in Dune Acres, and we would go there like all the time, like a couple times a week and we would just stay overnight or whatever and when you walked out onto the beach outside of their house you look to the right you see a power plant you look to the left and you see a prison it was like <laughs> but i love that place so much so, oh man that's funny yeah i just wanted to bring that up i think it's a really cool addition i hope those keep coming forever yeah. oh yeah they have 59 of them um i hope they just never stop I know they, I, they, they call them a limited edition, but they're all four are available, right? I, I'm guessing they just made a crap load of them. Yeah, so I hope they never go away because I think these should, it should be the replacement for the net or for the uh, county fair. You know, just always have these. Yeah. These kind of rolling. 
would be great. And, and uh, the cherry woods, I think, went away too. They could replace those. Oh, did, did they? they? I think so. They're gone Notice. everywhere. I haven't bought one forever, so. Yeah. All right. Well, um, yeah. Yeah, the, the only other thing I was going to bring up was the new release from Write Notepads, which mm-hmm. we got a chance to see at our uh, at the the open house they threw while we were in town, which was uh, really cool to see them beforehand. It was, and by the way, we didn't talk about this, but it was really mind-blowing and awesome to see the, the whole factory and like see how they make this stuff yeah. in such kind of an old-school way, and it's much more like hands-on than you can possibly imagine if you're not a if you've never been to a, a manufacturer of notebooks like that, but or just books in general. I, but just myself, I them. mangled my hand in the um, the binding machines. So, yeah, just, <laughs> wait, did you? Know, you? Drunk, drunk, drunkenly just touched it and just went oh. and pulled my hand in. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Just gently. <laughs> yeah. I saw you and Moses over there playing with something. I'm like, oh god. Oh god, yeah, that was <laughs> that was fun. Yeah, so that that was just really cool to see that stuff in action yeah. and see it working. So I can't, yeah. Right, I can't say enough about that. So, but uh, we got to see, uh, yeah, the new, newest edition Amethyst, which we referred to earlier in the show. It is a perfect bound uh, pocket notebook, uh, and it is in a just really amazing, vibrant green with the geometric shape of of a uh, uh, gem on the front it's of purple. It. So, yeah, did you say green? You said green. I, did I really? Yeah. <laughs> wow. Man. It's all right. Are you it's color, colorblind? That was just a malfunction. No, it's purple. It's right in front of me. Um, I, that, was, that was just uh, <laughs> yeah, just experienced like a really intense brain fart where we're like the world flipped. I was in the upside down for a second, I guess. <laughs> purple, beautiful purple. <laughs> so. Um, yeah, so the, the description on their website says the, to the ancient Greeks, it was considered an antidote against drunkenness. To the Tibetans, it was deemed to be sacred. In the Middle Ages, it was only allowed to be worn by royalty. As one of the old world's cardinal gems, it was one of five gems considered more valuable than all others until Brazil was found to have stockpiles of it. For our latest limited edition pocket notebook, we chose the gem known as the Amethyst for inspiration. Um, and it is, I mean, it's beautiful. It's, it's a really, really great notebook. So um, we we got to get. I guess that was was that the day before they came out or the. Yeah, I mean, we had them in our pockets way before anyone else had seen them because they're cool. VIP. Yeah. <laughs> I, I appreciate they. I know a lot of people don't like them, but I really like that pure bound um, notebook. Um, I guess Moses calls it a pur bound. Like he doesn't say the the pure bound. Um, so I'm going to start saying it like he does because he's a professional. The yeah. pur bound. Um, professional. Pure bound bound. I can't. I can't do it. <laughs> I can't do it. Bound. You are bam, dumb dumb. <laughs> and I I really like that style. I think it's really unique and that's yeah. something I think they really do. And what I what I love is that uh, you know, like with um with the kindred spirit and some of the other ones, the the lining is like the the ruling on the pages are the same color as the cover. So there's this really just sort of like faint purple um lining on those those amethyst, which yeah. I think looks so good. Really awesome detail. Yeah, yeah. and speaking of being a VIP and having these things in our pockets before anybody else got to see them, uh, that reminds me of my VIP badge that, that Johnny made for me at the reception. Yeah. Which, if you guys would remember, read... <laughs> Ten Me Tom. Ten Me Tom, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Johnny's like, oh, I made, I made badges, and he handed me one. It said Ten Me Tom on it. It's like... 
Really? <laughs> oh man, that was my social anxiety screwing with my already terrible spelling. But I wore I wore it all night, and I would talk to people, and they'd be like looking down at my tag oh, and looking cute. up and looking down at my tag, like, like what? maybe someone else for the night. Yeah, yeah it was fun. I enjoyed new it. city, new uh, Tim. That'll be, that'll be a new Tom, new city, new, new Tom. Tom. Yeah. So, um, my uh, my old neighbor when I lived in Hamden for three years called me Tom until the day I moved out. Oh, I remember you told me about this guy. Yeah. And I have a brother named Tom. So I was, so I was like, maybe it's mixing up my brother. I'm like, wait, he's never met my brother. How would he know uh, your brother? Yeah, it was weird. Like, hey, Tom, how you doing? I'm like, <laughs> please don't use the N word today. <laughs> Just please. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. That's all. So, one so, cool thing about these notebooks is that um, the, uh, the, the sort of geometric shape on the front that looks like a crystal is gold, but the design that wraps around the the back is some sort of gray ink that looks a hell of a lot like graphite. Mm -hmm. That's probably my favorite thing besides the purple lines. Super good job on that. The belly, the belly band is really cool looking too. I got a pack for my kids and I saw the belly band and the recycling bin. I'm like, what the hell is this? (laughs) Johnny, are you fiddling? I clicked a pan. I'm sorry. Oh, I can hear it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah, the, it has, you know, the usual paper. Whenever I ask, Chris says, unless we say otherwise, it's always the usual paper. Like, okay. <laughs> so you know, know what you're getting. Yep. So, a lot of amazing releases. I mean, it's kind of like, uh, what a, what a wealth of content we've had <laughs> these last, <laughs> this last month, like getting to be together and getting these tattoos and getting all these cool new products coming out. So, uh, we've got some cool interviews and things lined up for the next few weeks. Yeah, uh, a couple months. So, so yeah, yeah. Look forward to these next several episodes. We got a lot of stuff, a lot of really cool stuff in the hopper, ready to go. So, uh, yeah, look forward to that. So, thank you everybody who uh, supported our live episode or was present for our live episode. We really can't tell you enough how appreciative we are of that because that was a that was a weekend that we none of us will ever forget. And we can thank you all very much for that. Absolutely. So. Yeah, so uh, you guys want to wrap this up and tell us how we can find you on the internet? Sure. Andy, you want to go first? Yeah, um, I am at uh, andy.wtf, and you can find me on Twitter and Instagram as at awelfly. Okay, Johnny? I am Johnny. I am at pencilrevolution.com, and I'm on social media at pencilution. Awesome. Uh I'm Tim, and you can find me on Twitter at Tim Wassum, and I'm on Instagram at Timothy Wassum. You can find the show notes for today's episode at erasable.us slash 136, and you can join our Facebook group, facebook.com slash erasablepodcast, and uh, facebook.com slash erase. Oh, wait, sorry. What is it? Facebook.com slash group slash erasablepodcast. Is that right? <laughs> I think I'm, it's I'm just I'm, erasable. I'm, it's fine. <laughs> erasable. Okay. It's Sorry, I was flying blind because I didn't see the stuff in the in the in the dock. <laughs> so here, I'll, I'll start right. again for mine. Um, <laughs> sorry, I'm like Ron Burgundy. You could have put like right, Brad Dowdy eats kittens, and I would have read that off of there if I saw it. So. <laughs> here, I'll start again from where I jump in and give my. And I am Tim. You can find me at uh, on Twitter at Tim Wassum and on Instagram at Timothy Wassum. 
The show notes for today's episode are at erasable.us slash 136. Please join our Facebook group at facebook.com slash group slash erasable and like our Facebook page, which is at facebook.com slash erasable podcast. You can support us on Patreon at uh, patreon.com slash erasable podcast. So uh, we also want to thank our Patreon producer level patrons so these are the people who are uh, pledging at the pay, uh, producer level we got alex jonathan brown and sipe bob ostwald bobby letzinger chris jones chris metzkis chris ulrich dave mcdonald dave tubman fourth letter gangster hotline hans noodleman hunter mccain uh jacelyn myers uh, uh or is it jacqueline 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 yes. myers <laughs> Jason Dill, Jay Newton, Joe Crace, John Bainan, Johnny Baker, Kathleen Rogers, Kelton Weens, Larry Grimaldi, Leslie Tuzet, Mary Collis, Measure Twice, Michael Dioloso, Dioloso, uh, Michael Hagen, Random Thanks, Sarah Hunter, Stuart Lennon, Anna Feliz, Terry Beth Ledbetter, and Think Travel Eat. What an amazing long list of uh, people supporting our podcast. Thank you so Thank much. Thank you, all of you. Uh, Yes, please, uh, if you have a second and you want to review us on iTunes or recommend us on Overcast or whatever sort of podcatcher you use, that's always very helpful for us. Uh, Thank you for listening to episode 136, and we will see you in two weeks.